I am your host, RP3, and this is the SNS Podcast. Today we are discussing House Bill 4474 and how you can avoid becoming a felon by using the wrong pronouns. Stay tuned to the end of this video to figure out what you need to do. Stay tuned. up guys as you have heard you can possibly become a felon by using the wrong pronouns so today we're going to dive right into this house bill i will not read every single piece of this bill but i will give you some of the key points sorry that i feel are important so let's go ahead and dive right into this i have here an article from clickondetroit.com again click on detroit Com, titled Hate Crimes Bill Approved by Michigan House Wouldn't Criminalize Incorrect Pronoun Use. Now that's what the article says. However, take away from this what you take away from it and what it speaks to you. To me personally, I think they're, they're stretching. You know, our liberties have been under attack and they're going to, they are going to continue to be under attack. All right. Now, this article is written by Kayla Clark, senior web producer. I'm going to read the opening statement here from this article. New legislation that would expand Michigan's hate crime law to include protections for the LGBT plus Q community would not make it a felony to address a person by the wrong pronouns. Now, in my opinion, you have to start off the article like that saying it would not and there's possibly a chance that it will. Our liberties, folks, are being under attack, okay? For our, us conservatives, we've been under attack. For people in the faith, us Christians are being under attack. And uh, in the word it says, you know, we will face persecution. So don't let this scare you. Don't let the left's ideals and ideology put fear into your, into your soul, okay? We know what's true. We know the truth about life and whether or not someone wants to admit it or not, they want to use specific words to define who they are. Go ahead and do so, but don't force it upon us to conform and, and say certain things or say certain words or, or, or acknowledge you when we don't believe or hold to those certain beliefs. So we'll go right here uh, using a quote from the article. Or, I'm sorry, a quote from Mr. Michael Daniel. Using a person's preferred pronoun is akin to using their preferred first name. For example, if you meet a person and they say, call me Sam, rather than Samuel or Samantha. Now, you can see there where they're already trying to throw in this uh, fluidity when we know there's only two. I have to be careful what I say because the algorithm, algorithm sorry, in YouTube will... Uh, possibly ban this video or try to cancel me from for saying what I'm saying. So we would do so out of both respect for another's self-identity and common courtesy. You know what happened to common courtesy of you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe, and we leave it at that. We don't have to butt heads. I'm not going to force you to believe what I believe, and you don't force me to believe what you believe. That's a common courtesy right there. But anywho, 
The same common courtesy and respect should apply to a person's requested pronouns, said Michael Daniel, Associate Dean Emeritus Professor and Director of Homeland Security Law Programs at Western Michigan University's Thomas M. Cooley Law School. Now, this is kind of scary that we have a director of Homeland Security making statements like this. To be found guilty of a hate crime under this bill, the perpetrator would have to in intimidate someone in a way that is malicious and intentional. Now, we've seen countless amounts of videos online of these people who identify as whatever becoming irate and saying you're, you're being malicious or this is a hate crime because you will not identify me as what I request, okay? So we can see where this is going. Now they say you won't be in a charge with a felony or, or made a felon for using these or for not using these pronouns. But as we can see throughout the most recent history, and I say recent, like extremely recent within the past couple of years, that this kind of idiocracy has been going on, okay? We can see that this is an attack on the right. It's an attack on conservatives. It's an attack on people of the faith. And that we don't want, we will not, I will not conform to calling you something that you are not. Moving on. To be considered intimidation, the act would have to involve repeated or continued harassment of another person in a way that is not already protected under the Constitution and would cause a reasonable individual to feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened. Now, you see, th the way they word these things, okay, that's where they get you. Here we have, again, it says, the act would have to involve repeated or continued harassment. What is harassment? Okay? There's not really a gray line, but it is subjective as well as objective, okay? You can objectively harass someone, i.e. physical harassment, uh verbal harassment, okay? But harassment can also be subjective because what you find harassing, I, might, I may not find harassing as well. And we know the people on the left, these people with these ideologies, the minute you don't use their quote-unquote preferred pronoun, they're gonna, they can easily claim harassment. And it says repeated or continued. If you're in a dialogue or if you're in a, in a situation with someone, Who's, who goes by this standard of living and you continue to not use their preferred pronoun, okay, or you repeatedly not use their preferred pronoun, then that's easy, an easy case for them to bring against you and possibly make you a felon. So what does House Bill 4474 do? House Bill 4474 is among a package of bills that would expand Michigan's current hate crime law to protect people based on their sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, physical or mental disability, and age. You guys can see where this is going already. Oh, wow. I'm not going to continue there. I'm going to go down to the actual bill. Actually, let's go here. Why wouldn't this? This is why they say why it wouldn't make, uh, make it a felony to use the wrong pronouns. While disrespectful or rude, 
Okay, depending on who you're talking to, because we don't believe that. A failure to use a person's requested pronoun would not run afoul of the proposed amendment to our hate crime laws for any reason, McDaniel says. That is because the hate crime law does not refer to speech, but is instead focused on conduct. The conduct to be prohibited by the law is intimidation, according to Mr. McDaniel. Okay, now we can stop there. They say it does not refer to speech. But yet, but yet, repeated or continuous uh, harassment, continued harassment, right? Remember, we said harassment comes in various forms, and verbal harassment are one of those forms. But the law is not focused on speech, rather the conduct instead. Anywho, they try to they try to fool you with these words in these articles, but we know what it means. We know that what they're trying to do. We know the the length they will lengths they will go in order to convict you and make you a felon. I mean, look 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 at the craziness going on already. Okay, with this community, I don't even want to call it a community because they're all whatever. Anywho. But look at the craziness going on surrounding this whole pronoun speech thing, okay? Look how many people are being canceled for not wanting to use a certain verbiage. But yet this law says you won't become a felon because it's not focused on speech. Speech. But how many people are being canceled and being ridiculed for not using a certain speech? Moving forward, I digress. So here we have the actual bill itself. Now, I am going to read from the beginning of the bill, section 147B. I will read subsection 1, A through, a through uh, E, and subsection 2, A through J. I will also read subsection 3 and 4. I'm going to stop it there. Now, if you are just listening to this podcast, you can go to clickondetroit.com and scroll about halfway through the bill where it says read, or I'm sorry, the article where it says read House Bill 4474 in full here. If you are watching this podcast on YouTube, then I will link a, a uh, I will post a link in the description below so you can click on it and read it for yourself. Again, I will only be reading a prior or not private posts, I will only be reading some of this bill that I feel is very important as far as the verbiage that's been stated before, saying why you wouldn't be considered a felon. But I'm going to discuss or read some of the uh, bill here and then elaborate on why I think you could become a felon for not using the correct pronouns. So, the people of the state of Michigan enact, and again, This is a bill to amend 1931 PA 328 entitled the Michigan Penal Code by amending Section 147B, parentheses MCL 750.147B, in parentheses comma, as added by 1988 P 371. The people of the state of Michigan enact Section 147B, subsection 1. 
a person is guilty of a hate crime if that person maliciously and intentionally, key word there, and intentionally does not or does any of the following to an individual based in whole or in part on an actual perceived characteristic of that individual listed under subsection 2, regardless of the existence of any other motivating factors. Now, keep in mind, this is very important. As we see, or just read, in whole or in part on an actual or perceived characteristic of that individual listed under subsection 2. Now, pay attention to him when we get to subsection two. Regardless of the existence, existence of any other motivating factors, uses of force or violence on another individual, causes bodily injury to another individual, intimidates another individual, damages, destroys, or defaces any real, personal, digital, or online property of another individual without the consent of that individual threatens by word or act to do any of the actions described under subdivisions A to D. Now we're in subsection two. The actual perceived characteristics of another individual referenced under subsection one include all of the following, race or color, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression physical or mental disability, age, ethnicity, national origin, association or affiliation with an individual or group of individuals in whole or in part based on a characteristic described under sub -sub subdivisions A to I. Okay, now we're in subsection three. Except as provided in subsection four, a person who violates subsection one is guilty of a felony punishable by imprisonment for not more than two years or by a fine of not more than $5,000 or both. Okay, so if you violate subsection one, which is back to subsection one, use of force or violence caused bodily injury, bodily injury intimidates another individual Damages, destroys, defaces any real, personal, digital, or online property of another individual. Threatens by word or act to do any of the actions described in subdivisions A to D. And now, subsection 2 again, the another important part. The actual or perceived characteristics of another individual referenced under subsection 1 include all of the following. What we're focusing on is E, gender identity or expression. Now again except as provided in subsection four, a person who violates subsection one is guilty of a felony punishable by imprisonment for more than two years or by the fine of not more than $5,000 or both. And we will read subsection four. If any of the following conditions apply, a person who violates subsection one is guilty of a felony punishable by imprisonment for not more than five years or by a fine of not more than $10,000 or both. The violation results in bodily injury the person has one or more prior convictions for violating subsection one. A victim of the violation of subsection one is less than 18 years of age, and the offender is at least 19 years of age. The person commits the violation of subsection one in concert with one or more other individuals. 
the person is in possession of a firearm during the commission of the violation of subsection one. <laughs> this is crazy, guys. If the prosecuting attorney intends to seek an enhanced sentence based upon the defendant having one or more prior convictions under subsection four uh, sub division, I believe B, the prosecuting attorney shall include on the complaint and information a statement listing the prior conviction or convictions. The existence of the defendant's prior conviction or convictions must be determined by the court without a jury at sentencing or at a separate hearing for that purpose before sentencing. The existence of a prior conviction conviction may be established by any evidence relevant for that purpose, including but not limited to one or more of the following. A copy of the judgment of conviction, a transcript of a prior trial, plea taking or sentencing, information contained in a pre-present tense report, the defendant's statement, and we'll stop there. So that's a lot to take in, guys. Now, if you're like me, you love the Second Amendment, and you don't conform to ideologies, right? Now, how can you avoid becoming a felon or possible felon uh, of this new bill? Well, one, don't live in Michigan. <laughs> Come down to Florida. Where are we at? Come down to Florida, right? But don't bring your don't bring your blue pill stuff down here, or I say blue pill, talking about the left wing. Don't bring your leftist ideologies down here to Florida. We don't really confine with that. Confide with that. Did I say it right? Confide. Yeah, whatever. Listen. Now, again, verbiage is key, okay? Because anyone can say this person is harassing me. Okay, I can say you're harassing me just because I don't like the way you're looking at me. And if I can hold merit to that, if I can convince the jury or convince the jury of our peers that you are harassing me with the way you're looking at me, then I have a very strong, per se, uh, case, okay? Now, that can be a little far-fetched, but just trying to lay a base, a basis of what could possibly happen with this bill. Now, we do know, like stated before, how far the people on the left are willing to go when you don't use their pronouns. We've seen plenty of vehicle, vehicle, vehicles. What are we talking about? We've seen plenty of examples. For instance, the GameStop event where the employee was just saying, hey, you guys, and a certain customer who identified as other than what he was became really irate and angry because the employee said, you guys. And the employee made sure to say, I'm not talking directly to you, sir. It's a term for, you know, a group of people, all right, that he was using in that sense. Hey, you guys need to do this, okay? I say it all the time to my daughter and my son. Hey, you guys need to clean up. You guys need to calm down. You guys need to chill out. Am I calling my daughter as a guy? No. She knows what she is. She's three. My son, by God, he's one and he knows what he is. But anywho, I digress. Back to what I was saying. This can go so far. Okay, they're opening the door to start canceling and arresting and convicting people who do not want to conform to their ideologies. So how do you remain safe from this? How do you not become a felon? One, you contact your legislators, okay? If you live in Michigan, heck, even if you live in any other state, 
you talk, you contact your legislators and, and voice your concern about this bill. OK, you make enough noise to where they have to revisit it and hopefully, Lord willing, amend it again and take this nonsense out. Because I, for one, will not conform and start using this type of verbiage because I don't believe in it. OK. I have a creator. And he. Made them in his image, only them. Only two. It's the only time I would need. I would use a pronoun. <laughs> All right. Uh, let us make, 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 make him in our image. Let us make man in our image. Okay. And uh, he created them. Okay. Male and female. That's it. But quick little, quick little talk discussion on House Bill forty four seventy four. Let me know what you guys think about this. Am I going too far? Am I overthinking? I don't think so. I don't think I'm overreaching on this. I don't think that uh, this is going to stop here. I truly do believe that every liberty we have and we enjoy is under attack. Without our Second Amendment, we have no other constitutional rights. Remember that. Now they're coming after freedom of speech, okay? The Second Amendment is already under attack, and it's going to remain under attack. So we must continue to fight. But we also have to remember our other, our other constitutional rights, okay? Freedom of speech. You change speech, you change a society. You cancel speech, you cancel any form of a future with freedom that we want and we are used to and we love and enjoy. Again, I am your host. I am your host, RP3, and this is the SNS Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this little talk. Remember, House Bill 4474. Click on Detroit.com is where you can read what I have read on this podcast. You can read the article, and midway through, you can read the bill itself. You can even download the PDF to this bill. Go ahead, get familiar with it. If you have any friends or family in Michigan that you care for that are on the right side of things, please bring this up to their attention so they may fight for their freedoms and fight for their rights to say and feel what they want. As long as it does not incite any violence, then we have true freedom of speech. And I'm all for it. See you guys next time. And I'm out. RP3, SNS Podcast. Thanks.